You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the party. Traffic and Funnels, Chris and Taylor. <laughs> Let's start that over. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Chris lets me do the intro about every 10 weeks, and I just get so excited because I actually get to be a part of this company. <laughs> I just love it so much. What's up, Chris? How are you doing today? Oh, man, just living my best life over here, drinking my Fiji water, sponsored, Smartest Guys in Marketing, sponsored by Fiji Water. I'm just saying, bro, tell me another podcast where the hosts are willing to sing for you at the beginning i don't know of any i don't know of any i think maybe kevin has done that like once mr rogers mr rogers neighborhood kevin kevin rogers he's got a great podcast we need to have him back on by the way i love that guy he needs to come and uh woo us with his sexy radio voice he's got the best laugh kevin if you're listening to this i just have your laugh recorded and it's my ringtone it's actually uh my mindset recording that Yo, I listen today to we're, when I wake up. Today we're talking about four types of risk and how to use them. Four types of risk and how to use them. You got anything you want to say before I just jump into this, dude? This is like risk. near and dear to my heart. Risk. risk. We're, we're, this is smartest guys in marketing. Why are we talking about risk, bro? Risk because like, well, marketing is about controlling risk to produce ROI. Ooh. People, risk is an investment Ooh. that you make. It's just like money. Risk is a type of capital. It's an asset. It's an intangible asset, but it's something that you can actually use and put out and, and make investments of risk to produce return. Think about when you're investing into, let's say that you're investing without any money. You're investing into a software tech, whatever, startup, and you're investing your time and your IP, but you're also investing your risk because of what if nothing pans out? You risk investing your time and losing that time. Or if you put your money in, you're risking losing that money. So risk, yeah. I think, is something that whether you're in real estate, whether you are doing consulting, coaching, whatever. Like Scott was on here earlier. Dude's got like, I don't know, $19 billion in real estate. Think about it. He is calculating, mitigating, wiping away downside risk, but he's still investing something that he could not get back what he thought he could get back. It's risk. It's all about risk. Yeah, tell the story of of your friend. I have so many friends, it's hard to know which one you're talking about, bro. Every day I have your three friends. Thousands of friends. Oh, <laughs> three God. friends. Uh, yeah. So we did a mindset Monday call for uh, private clients on Monday. And um, these calls are really fun because we just basically talk about the inner game. There's war going on when you're building a business, especially building it quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh how you think about yourself and how you view the landscape and how you produce strategy comes from the way you think. And so it's talking about risk and, you know, I have this buddy who has been in a job for a couple of years and he's very smart, very talented. I'm like, dude, just start your own thing. Start your own thing. Start your own thing. You can, you, you know, you have a background in things that you could actually offer value to the world. And once you have kids, you'll understand like it's too risky. Like it's, I need security right now. Like, okay. You threw the kid card at me. I, mean, I have a dog that depends on me. My wife depends on me, but whatever. 
you know, kids yet. Chris has four kids, but I kept going back to him all the time. I was like, do you start your own thing? And he's like, man, it's just new security. Well, a couple months ago, he loses his job. He calls me. He's like, do you guys have anything at your company? Can I? I'm like, dude, we don't have anything. But it's like, I kind of beat him over the head for a minute. I was like, dude, you've had three years, two years to be able to put a little risk out to create your own security. And because you didn't do that, now you're being forced to put risk out. You don't control that risk anymore. That risk is controlling you. And I think people get caught in this game of like, I'm trying to eliminate all of the risk. I'm trying to get 100%. There is, if you get to 100%, like this is 100% going to happen, you are dead. That's the only 100% you have. So the only place that a person gets to when they are zero risk is when they're in the coffin. No more risk. You're dead. Ooh, that was morbid. So you got to literally like too many entrepreneurs are playing this game of like, how do I, I'm just not hundred percent on this. No shit. You're not hundred percent, but that's like the point of the game. The point of the yeah. game is to be able to actually put risk into different things and calculate the return and make sure that, you know, it's just like money. You shouldn't invest all your risk at one time because then you could topple the empire, but you shouldn't just leave like a thousand dollars in cash in like 1958, 1960, 1965 would have grown eight times if you would have put it into something that kept up with inflation. It's just like cash. If you keep all your cash in a bank, that's not a good thing. Risk is the yeah. same way. Yeah. So in that situation, he was at a place where he was forced into risk, right? Because he was let go of his, at his job. So at some point you will be forced into risk. And when you're forced into risk, you cannot control it, right? As opposed to running into it, then you have a lot more control because when you're running into risk, you start to look around corners. You, are, you start to see what are going to be the possible missteps for me to avoid potential loss, right? No matter whether it's money or it's time, whatever it comes down to. So I know for us, we do things now, like we push the envelope to invite risk so that we can control it. Yeah. And that's where growth comes from. Yeah, I think part of the mistake people make too is they don't do actual risk analysis of of all of it. They do risk yeah. analysis of part of it. So like, give you an example, like some people will come to us and they'll be like, you know, I really need help with this. And it's like, I really, man, you guys have figured it out. And I really look up to you. And it's like, I can do this. Like I can help people. I just need to know what I'm missing. It's like, okay, here's the price. Let's go. They're like, oh, that's, what is, you know, I don't know if I can do that. Cause what if I don't get that money back? I was like, well, that's a valid concern. I'm going to shame you for wondering that. But let's not stop there. Because what most people will do is they'll be like, okay, if I do this, what is the risk? You know, let's say there's a 70% chance I'm going to give my money back. I'm going to grow. I'm going to do all these things. So we're at a 30% chance that you're going to lose that money. And people will stop there and they're like, oh, I'm not going to do it because there's 30%. That's too high. I want at least 100. But what about profiling the alternative? Mm -hmm. What if you don't do anything? What if you keep that money, which in the long scheme of things is nothing because when you grow your financial intelligence, you can create money at will on demand. So let's say that you profile the other side and you're like, I'm not going to move forward with these guys. What is the risk of doing nothing? Mm. So like if there's a 70% chance of getting results with us and if you profile like doing nothing, what's the chances that suddenly overnight things are going to just change for you? You're going to be a millionaire. Like what? 5%, 10%, 15%. So to compare those two scenarios, bro, 
Yeah. Like, and people are just make stupid decisions because they only do risk analysis on the one thing, but they don't compare the other side of the coin, which is never figuring it out. You get to the end of your life and you're like, you know, sorry, spouse, sorry, kids. I didn't do anything because I wanted a hundred percent. So, you know, you had to live on food stamps. It's like, dude, so messed up. Risk, yeah. risk, risk. Yeah. They think um, not taking risk is actually safe, but it's the other way around. Yes. And the thing is, it's not comfortable, right? Like it innately our human nature, we want to stay safe because that's survival. If we're safe, we survive. And so you have to put yourself into a position and into an environment where you are pushed to make risky decisions. Now, again, make educated decisions. Don't be completely stupid, right? This mm-hmm. morning, this morning, dude, just like an hour ago, we pushed ourselves to make a risky decision. Yeah. We just dropped $3,000 on a domain, <laughs> right? That's a risk. Like, There's a potential that we won't get that $3,000 back. If we don't do something with that domain, if we don't create an asset out of that domain, there is a possibility that we won't get that $3,000 back. But we made the decision, let's push ourselves into that. And it's going to force us to take action because I don't want to lose $3,000, right? So now I'm forced into a position where I've got to take action. Yeah. And I got to show up and I got to at least get that $3,000 back. Yeah. And we do this on everything. Like 3000 might be a lot for you. It might be a little for you. And it's, it's, to be honest, it's, it's not that much for us. Like it doesn't matter that much, but we do the same thing. We wrote a check for $120,000 eight months ago to hire a mentor. And then we turned around and wrote another check for $40,000, what, two months ago. And there's all these things that we're calculating. We're like, what are the chances that I can get this back? And then some, and if we can get, if the chances are better that we're going to get it back, and grow to where we want to go with making the investment than they are without, we're always going to do it every single time. It doesn't matter if we're only 60% sure. If we're 60% sure that we can get there with help and we're 40% sure that we can get there without help, we are going to default to the higher chance every time. Every yeah. time. All right. This is a hot topic. We're just getting worked up. You can tell. It's good, dude. All right. So four types of risk. And I think that what's interesting about this is like, there are different types of risks there. Let me ask you a question. Are there different types of real estate? Yes. Are there different types of businesses? Are there different types of ad platforms? Yeah. Okay. So why would it be? Are there different types of cake? (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. So many, but it's like, there are also different types of risk and you got to know where you are and what types of risk you can afford to make in the season that you are in business. So four types of risk. I'm just going to go through these four real fast, Chris, and then we can talk about each four individually. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Number one, educational, educational. It's an educational risk. You're investing risk into learning a skill set or some piece of knowledge that you need. Number two, perceptual. You're investing risk into perceptual, you know, you're trying to get perspectives and you're trying to get, thinking and you're kind of getting all, we'll talk about this a little bit. So you don't need to take notes, especially if you're driving, we'll come, come back. Number three, tactical tools, labor, people, different types of tactical resources. Number four is assets, ROI based, tangible assets. And when we go through these, you'll see that the mistake that people make is they really only recognize number three and four. Mm -hmm. 
they start at three and four and you got some, somebody who's making $40,000 a year, putting money into a 401k or trying to get into real estate. Dumb, dumb. You're not at a place where you should be investing any amount of risk into number three and four until you've kind of maxed out number one and two. Okay. Yeah. You want to start at the top? You're on fire, bro. Dude, I just am, uh, I woke up today and I looked at my arm veins in the mirror and I said, today is the day. Today is the Today's, day. Today is the day that everything changes. I say that to myself every morning. Yeah. You want me to hit number one? <laughs> yeah. I love that about you, by the way. Are you okay, bro? Yeah, D. I'm just, <sighs> just uh, so enjoying life. Just keep taking notes, man. I hope you're learning okay. something. Yeah, I got it. Number one is educational. Educational. It's amazing to me how people will invest incredible amounts of money, time, risk into things without the proper education to know how to actually get that risk back mm-hmm. or that money back. And so one of the things that I love about reading these, you know, studying billionaires and Warren Buffett, Charlie, good pals of mine from way back when is, you know, they're like, you know, risk comes from ignorance, really. Like the biggest risk you have is ignorance. Mm. And, you know, like Warren Buffett doesn't care about diversification. Like he's not interested in that. Like they just, they make wise investments and Charlie Munger is the same way. And their biggest thing is like, you know, if you're going to worry about diversification, it's probably because you don't have the education and the requisite skill sets to know what a good investment is or a bad investment is. Yeah. And so I think that this is the biggest pillar. Anytime you get an opportunity to invest into your education and to put risk out into the world for an educational ROI, you should be doing that because what is it? The average American reads one book a year. Yeah. So like in the average American is quite dumb and quite poor. So you don't want to be average. You want to be way above average, investing a lot of time, a lot of money and a lot of your risk into gaining skills, knowledge, information, education to make the right decision. If you don't have the education, you won't ever be able to properly calculate risk on anything. Yeah, absolutely. And even like on the tactical side, I know we have this here in a second, but talking for like from an ads person's perspective, so many people freak out when they go to spend money on ads when they're initially not getting leads or they're not getting appointments or bookings or their products aren't selling. It's like, dude, that is education. That is you acquiring knowledge of what's working and what's not. And so you can tweak and adjust and optimize. Investment. Good. You want me to hit number two? Yeah, just one more note on that. It always requires some kind of investment, whether it's your money or your time, to further reduce your risk or your potential for loss, right? Like that in, in that situation, when I know extremely well how the, the Facebook ad platform works, how the market works, you know, I've put in the money and I've put in the time to understand that, it tremendously reduces my potential for loss when I'm advertising on Facebook. Make sense? Yep. So people try to avoid the first thing and they try to avoid risk. Can't do it. You have to invest first, whether it's time, whether it's dollars, whatever it might be. 100% educational. Number two is perceptual. This is like at a certain point, dude, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I, I, I'm sure you have. But like the more we're in business, the more I am willing to pay 
for perspective. Yeah. Like, dude, whether you wake up in the morning, you, you can take two business owners looking at the same havoc, the same business, the same minds. One of them sees like opportunity and the other sees like just a bunch of hard work and like crap and they're terrified. It's only a difference in perspective. If you go over here and you look at it from this side versus going over here and you look at it from this side, you have a totally different picture. That's perspective, the way you think. And so there are people that we spend a lot of money on who aren't going to teach us anything we don't already know yep. about marketing, about sales, about copy, but they're older than us. They're wiser than we are. They've been through the ups and downs more than we have, and they can lend us tremendous perspective that allow us to look at life and business a certain way and we grow from it. Yeah. Well, I think especially as you grow in your hourly earnings, you know, how much you earn per hour and the more that value goes up, the people who understand this are the ones who are willing to invest in that perspective more than anybody else. Because if my hour is worth $10,000 or $7,000 or $15,000, and if I were to not get that perspective from someone else to say, yeah, this is the right path, Chris, or no, don't do that, how much time am I going to spend on figuring out the wrong way to do it, right? So for us, we know a lot of things that work really well and we go to people just to get that confirmation or we'll spend a lot of money just for like one phrase, one thing that could be the pivot to help us avoid a tremendous amount of time that could otherwise been, have been lost. Dude, 100% because if you don't see the picture correctly and you miss one little thing that could make you $10,000 a day for the rest of your life, then that one little thing costs you how many millions of dollars? Yeah. So sometimes people are like, they're only willing to like invest in shit if it's like, if it's so much, it's going to take them three years to get through. And it's like, Jesus, you don't, you don't understand the game. Like we yeah. will, we will invest like a hundred grand, like do with Jay. To be honest, he changed our perspective. Yeah. Not our marketing style. He didn't change our marketing. He didn't even mess with it. He changed how we viewed the landscape and it's yep. been worth every penny and more. Real quick before we hit number three is like the costs associated with these different types of risk, are, they're very high. Like number one, education. If you're not investing time, risk, et cetera, in education, what happens? You make dumb mistakes and dumb errors. Number two, if you're not investing into perspective and thinking and these types of things, what's the risk there? Is you just exit the game. You'll get kicked out entirely. So then you just like kind of attaching this to the cost. Educational, perceptual, you want to talk about tactical? Yeah, tools and labor. Again, as you view the landscape of what's going on in your life or your business, you understand or you should understand that investing in tools and labor could be tremendously effective for you. Now, there will be times if, you know, if you don't understand how to manage it and how to put it together, you know, that's where you can have possible loss and you have risk. But for us, we see these as assets, right? We have amazing people on our team who are doing things that we used to do. And they're doing those things now when I'm on the lake or, you know, you're going to California in a few weeks to hang out. Those are investments that we've made. We've pulled the trigger on. 
had a conversation yesterday with someone in our mastermind. He's like, dude, should I wait until I have X amount of money into the, in the bank, like $100,000 to hire a rock star ads person? I had that conversation with another person last week. Like, no, dude, that is like that investment for you is going to help you avoid a lot of risk down the line. Yeah, 100%. Tactical, tactical, tactical. And here's the thing. You should not start with, with tactical until you've gone through number one and two. I just can't state that enough. Yeah. Because we got people who are like, man, why'd your business go bankrupt? Oh, well, I hired three people. Well, did you know how to lead people? Have you ever managed people before? Have you invested in a mentor who's built a team? Have you read any book on HR? Have you read any book on how to get people to do what you want? No, no. Well, you're just dumb. Like you're, you're actually investing your risk into horrible things because you're out of order. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right. Number four is assets. It's like ROI based types of tangible assets. And we're, to be honest, like we are, Chris, how long have you been in business? Um, six years. Six years. Some about four and a half. And we've been in traffic and funnels TF for two and a half, almost three. Mm-hmm. And we're just now getting to the place just now where we're starting to put a little bit of risk into assets in terms of like the traditional asset that you would think of real yeah. estate, you know, different insurance plans, stocks, et cetera. Because the thing is, is like you have to have the knowledge base to be able to control that risk. It blows my mind how many people went broke in 2008. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to make a bold statement. Get ready for it. It's their fault. It's their fault. Because when you have number one and number two, that means that you've probably got somebody who has been through a correction before mm-hmm. on your team who can tell you what to do to survive. So here's where we are right now. We're in a really good market. We're in a really good economy. We are not putting everything we have into assets. We're putting a very little into assets because we have a lot. And to be honest, we need to get rid of some of it. So we're putting it there. We put 70% of our risk and our money into number one and two. We just do. Not buying houses although we do have some investments in that spectrum. We're buying mentors. We're buying their time. We're getting them to teach us because the people who have been through these corrections and survived are telling us not not to put it into number four. So we're like, okay, we'll do what you tell us to do. And here's the thing. It's like the more information you can gather and the more perspective you can gather and the more people who are wise you can gather around you, you can go through a correction and you're going to be fine, dude. Yep. I hate to say it because it sounds really judgmental, but it's like, dude, it's just the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say one and two really lend to you having full control, no matter what's going on with the economy, full control of cash production, full control over cash production. So whether the economy is pulled back, doesn't matter. You understand how to maneuver. You understand how to think to produce cash to make money come in to your doors. And here's the thing, like people, they miss this. Like they don't understand that the two types of risks being money and time, right? Money, you can always get back. Money, if you have the right education, the right knowledge base, 
you can always go out and get money. Opportunity is literally everywhere, right? But the thing you cannot get back is time. And so for us, investing heavily in number one and two gives us the ability to like warp speed all the yep. time maybe that we have missed. Now we can get that back because of our, our ability and our fast pace to produce cash and reserves. 100%, and bro. We, we transfer that to number three and four, the same process and understanding how to think about those things. Balling out so hard, bro. So hard. Be like, hey, bro, what you doing today? I'm just balling out so hard, bro. What are you doing today? Working at J-O-B? Playing video games. All right, that's it for today. That's it. I hope you guys that's enjoyed this. Is, these past uh, episodes have been a little bit longer. We're just kind of, you know, we just have a lot on our hearts for you guys. We're just really thinking about you a lot and <laughs> praying for you. All right, grab the memos, leave us a review. Please tell us what you think for real, even if it's a bad review. We'll never talk to you again, but we'll value your opinion. <laughs> so, just kidding. We will. Tell us the truth. You guys are amazing. See Adios. Ya. Thank you.